It's Topics, the show where two comedians talk about heavy topics in a lighthearted way, although not always lighthearted. In fact, sometimes in a very heavy way. Mm-hmm. I'm Michael Ian Black. I'm Michael Showalter. And this is the final episode of the first season of Topics. Michael, we've covered a lot of ground this we season. We really have. We've uh, we've talked about uh, God. We've talked about um, space time travel. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about uh, power and propaganda and art. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been very, very illuminating. And it's you know it's been a wild ride. Some real ups. And some bumpy moments, mm-hmm. um, some twists and turns, but taken as a whole, I feel like I've I've learned a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and my my mind has been open to some new mm-hmm. ideas, and it's it's been a great experience. Mm, yeah, I agree. I mean, it really has. I feel like uh, it's been a magic carpet ride. <laughs> I mean that's that's probably a topic by itself. Is magic real? What, what, what's what is what's magic in the real right. world? And but I thought you were going to say our carpet rides real. No, because we know they're not. Oh, I mean we just I mean that's just that's just objectively true. We know there's no magic carpet rides. No, I didn't say magic carpet ride. I just said carpet ride. Oh, I see. Sure, like it, like at at the fair. You have the, you know, super slide. Well, yeah, or the horse ride. What's, What's that? Where you get, where you go, where you take a horse ride. I don't know what that is. What is that? Like a the pony ride, the ponies. You mean where you just ride on a pony in a circle? I think so. Mm-hmm. I've also seen that done with camels, and believe it or not, with elephants. Oh, sure. <laughs> but I was thinking maybe you could do a carpet version of that. <laughs> Where everyone gets on their own carpet and somebody pulls you around. It pulls you around. That would be great. I, I know a couple of kids who I think would really enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> My kids. <laughs> but but uh, that's that's a, that's a topic for maybe next uh, well, season. We're having fun though. We're and, having fun. And I did want to end. Uh, this season on kind of a hopefully a lighter note hopefully on an up note as we head into season two sometime in the future and you suggested a topic that i think is just a perfect way to conclude this season of topics what is the nature of love Now, I'm curious what made you think of that topic. Well, actually, that was your topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You thought of that. Mm-hmm. I did. I did. So, I will ask you the same question. What made you think of that? Love is the guiding principle in all of human life. Wow. And some uh, theologians uh, postulate that it's the guiding principle of the entire universe. So, I certainly think it's worth for you and I to take a stab at this very important question. Well, it's like, uh, to quote one of my favorite uh, songwriters, John Lennon, 
um, when he said, "Love is all you need. Mm-hmm. Love is all you need." Right, and then he got he got shot. Uh huh. So right. But love is such, uh, you know, it kind of guides us in everything that we do, whether it's seeking love or giving love. Um, it's it's it reminds me of the the song. Um, from Oliver, the musical, where he sings, Where is love? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a very broken boy. Yeah. A very broken boy. Yeah. He was an orphan. Mm-hmm. And he was looking for love, sometimes in all the wrong places. Oh, that's a different song. It is. Also by John Lennon. Yep. So... It is a curious thing, this, this, you, you can't touch it, you can't see it, you can't smell it, you can't taste it. Well, if you'd, if you'd, <laughs> if you'd lived in my college dormitory, I think you can smell it. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. I know, I, I had to say it. <laughs> I think maybe that one comes out in the edit, booth, All right, Michael. all right. <laughs> <laughs> But it's 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 a powerful force, um, but it can't be measured, it can't be weighed, and yet we all know when we have it, and we all know when we don't. It's love. You know, we talk about in uh, in physics, we talk about dark energy, uh-huh. a mysterious force in the universe that makes up uh, over ninety percent of the universe, and yet. We, we have no idea what it is. We can't measure it. We can't see it. Um, love is similar. Yeah. You know? well, Except I, was... I would say, let me just finish this point because I think it's an important one. Mm-hmm. Except instead of dark energy, I think love is light energy. Mm. It's love I, energy. I agree. So that's the important point I wanted to make. Well, I, 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 uh, I mean, you, you're talking a lot about the, the, the immeasurability of it. And I, I've always thought it was interesting, this idea of uh, this, uh, the movie Smoke, where the whole idea is how do you weigh smoke? Hmm. And uh, he, you, what he ended up doing is weighing the ashes. And that the ashes are the, whatever the ashes weigh, that's the weight of smoke. It doesn't make sense to me. And so maybe well, love, that, that doesn't make sense to me. Uh-huh. Why not? Because the ashes are the weight of the ashes. Right. So. I don't think it's, I don't think he's scientific. It's more of a poetic idea. Right. Did so, it rhyme? No, but but I Mike, I know you know that not all poetry rhymes. Well, I know that not I know I know all bad poetry doesn't rhyme. Like what what's a what would be a an, a poet you like? What's mm. a what's a rhyming poem that you really The like? one the one about uh I I think that I will never see a poem as lovely as a tree. Uh-huh. Cuz that's got everything. That's got love, mm-hmm. that's got poem, and it rhymes. Mm. That's the one poem that I like. My favorite poem is, and I will grant you that it, that it rhymes. Mm-hmm. Um, the title of the poem is Fleas. Mm-hmm. Um, so the title of the poem is Fleas, and the poem goes, Adam Haddam. 
<laughs> it does rhyme. It does rhyme. Adam had them. Is it had them or had them? It's had them. <laughs> it's a good poem. It's a very good poem. But I don't want to get distracted uh, by poetry, which, again, we could spend an entire episode on, and maybe we will. You were talking about... Uh, the weight, the, the weight, weight of of smoke. Yes, and that the way to weigh smoke is by weighing the ashes. And right. then you said you didn't understand that, and then we started talking about poetry. That's right. But what we were talking about before that was love. Mm. Such a powerful force. I mean it. It really is. It is as you said, the light force the light energy mm-hmm. in the world and i think a lot of people would say if we could all love each other maybe we wouldn't have war oh i hate war and we wouldn't have oppression mm-hmm. and we would just the whole world would be a nicer place don't you think it would it would literally be a lovely place mm-hmm there are different kinds of love, aren't there? Yes, there are. Brotherly love. Yep. The love that exists. That's the, the love that exists between brothers. Right. Um, there's, uh, there's, there's the love of a parent to a child. The love of lovers. The love of an idea. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you can, mm-hmm. the love of a, um, the love of an institution. Mm-hmm. The love of of a friend Mm -hmm. they call that uh friendly love friendly love or 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 in the greek they would call that philos okay which is which is which is which is is this the city of philadelphia is the city of friendly love oh well i guess that's where that expression comes from the city of friendly love philos philos delphia right i had philos the other day with lamb right and I and I I loved it, mm-hmm. you know, the love of food. The but love here's of food. Here's one that I think uh, we sometimes have in short supply in this country. What? And maybe around the world. I hope not. The love of self. Mm. Because without the love of self, all the other loves become much much more difficult. Well, yeah. I mean, if you can't, how can I love you if I can't love myself first? That's right. There's always a part of you that uh, love radiates outward. Mm-hmm. And if the core, I, I think, when I think about this, I think of the reactor core in mm-hmm. Star Trek and uh, the Enterprise. When the Enterprise, when the core isn't functioning correctly, mm-hmm. the Enterprise can't move. Mm. Or it moves in a hobbled way. Mm-hmm. It, can, it, it can't achieve... Uh, 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 factor five, you know, because they're mm-hmm. always saying, you know, uh, 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 Scotty, take me to factor five, and it can't get there because, and, and Scotty says, you know, uh, in 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 his Irish accent, he says, I can't because the 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 core isn't, it, it, it's not working right. It, it doesn't have the proper love. He's always needing to go fix something, though, isn't he, Scotty? He really is. But uh, you're get well. But you're you're really get. And I'm sorry. Did I interrupt? Continue. No, no. I, I no. I, I think I made my point. I mean, you're so right, Michael. You're so right. And I think 
maybe the question, a big part of the question is, 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 is then, well, how do you achieve that self-love? How do you, what, what steps do we need to take as people to have that love of self? And I would argue, Mike, that it's not just something you do. It's not like you just say, I love myself and, and there you go. I think it's something that you need to earn. Right. And the way you earn self-love is, well, either through just being a narcissist, which is different, but through being a good person and that that self-love will come through behaving in a manner that is worthy of love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Being, being honest, being, um, kind. Right. Be- Forth, forthright in mm-hmm. your actions and deeds. Yep. But also if you're, if you're very good looking, that mm-hmm. helps. Right. Just cause because you, cause yeah. Cause you're attracted to yourself. You're physically attractive. Yeah. So yeah. you look in the mirror and you go, wow, I like what I see. Therefore I love myself. Right. Now you could, you could probably make the argument that that's not as profound a love as, as what you're right. talking about, right. but it's just as valid. Yes. Like if I lift up my shirt, for example, right, and because you know I have a six pack, and I look at my six pack, I go, that helps me love myself. Now, do I love myself because I have a six pack? No, but it certainly doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. And do you do that a lot? Lift up your shirt and look at it. I don't know what you mean by a lot. I mean, if I'm getting in or out of the shower, I can't help but notice that I have a six pack. Right. I take several showers a day, so several times a day, I have the opportunity to look at the six pack and go, yeah, I like what I see there. You give it a little, little slap. I mean, yeah, sure. Sure. Why not? But I also feel like, you know, I didn't just get the six pack. You had to work for it. I work really hard for it because I, you know, I do a thousand crunches a day. Yep. And, and I don't eat, uh, any carbs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the six pack the six pack is a result of work, mm-hmm. of a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I mean, you literally working. You are using the analogy of the of the core, right? That's right. And, my and in core, your case, in yes. your case, you really, honestly, we are talking about your core. That's great that you said that um, because that's exactly right. My core looks great, mm-hmm. and so it makes me feel good about myself. Uh, it makes me love myself, and therefore I can love others, and mm-hmm. I can let others see my six pack and love it too. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't just keep it. I don't just keep it to myself. You just don't keep the, You don't. You don't just lock that baby in a room. No. You. you, you be, what would be the point? Right. You let that thing out. I mean, I don't make a big deal about it, but if I'm outside, well, no, and- I've I've spent a lot of time with you, and I know when you came and visited when when I had that place that summer place, and you right? you brought your family down. You, yeah. I'm going to say it, you had your shirt off pretty much the whole time. Right, but it wasn't inappropriate because it was the summer, the weather was warm. I mean, it was rainy a lot at the time. It was, it was, look, Mike, it was, it's, I think when you're at the beach, there's no rules about appropriate, inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Did I notice that you literally did not put your shirt on once the entire time, even, mm-hmm. even 
at night when no one else, when people were, it was cooling off and other people were wearing sweatshirts. Oh, and stuff. it was cold. It was downright um, cold. And, and you're still not wearing a shirt. Right. Did I notice? Did other people notice? Yeah. Was yeah. it, I wouldn't say it was inappropriate because I had said when I invited you, like, it's going to be very casual and there's no, like, you know, rules about anything. So. And I specifically asked you, I said, you know, I know, I don't know what your rules are one way or the other, but. You know, is there a dress code? Do I need to have a shirt on? And you said, no, there's no rules. It's the beach. It's summer. And do what you want. Do what you want. And you didn't, but you're, you took your shirt off as soon as you got there and you didn't put it back on until you left. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I, I don't want to make this about my six pack because that's, look, love is a lot broader than that. Um, but, you know, I do think it's an important point that I have a six pack. I worked really hard on it and it does make my core feel good. makes me feel good about myself. And therefore, I'm able to let other people enjoy my six pack, mm. and that's and that's love. Mm-hmm. So cool of you to do that. Well, I I mean, I think you're being sincere. Oh, I'm absolutely being sincere. Okay, okay. I'm absolutely being sincere. Yeah, and you know, and 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 so it it informs my relationship with my wife it informs my relationship with my children and and that's not the only way to feel good about yourself like you said you can do good things like you know you can go out and you can you can help people that's not how i choose to love myself um and i think in some ways you could say the way i choose to help myself is a lot harder than those other ways because that you know that's kind of like a one time deal like you go out and you serve food to the homeless that's a great thing and I applaud anybody who does that, but you do it and then you come home and, you know, you don't have to do crunches and you can eat all the carbs you want. So for you, loving yourself is really about crunches and, and diet. No, because it, it, if my, if, if I, if like my, if I turned into a butterface, then all that work is for nothing because they look at my abs and they, they go up and they go, Ooh, you know, I don't like right. what I see there. So, so you know, what? So what are you doing then about that? Are you? Are you? I'm bronzing. I I take Propecia. I have a skincare regimen. The whole thing. Uh huh. But that's. But again, like it. Yeah, it makes me feel good about myself. But it also makes others feel good about you. About about the world. When you see an attractive person, right. doesn't it make you feel pretty good? You're like, oh, that's a great, that's a great looking lady, or that's a great looking gentleman. You know, it puts a little spring in your step. That's my gift. Yeah. Okay. I don't like. How easy is it to write a check? Right. It's so easy to write a check. You know, and you go, oh, you know, I'm going to give, I'm going to give the library ten thousand dollars and write a check. How much harder is it to live a lifestyle that lets you look great all the time? Much harder. True, but it actually, you're right, but you're not helping people nearly as much. Well, but like I said, when I go out and I don't have my shirt on and I'm walking around and people are looking at me, they're, go- you know, I think it makes them feel good. You know, they go, oh, either, you know, either the ladies think to themselves, hey, you know, I really like the way that guy looks uh, or the guys are going, you know what, maybe I could do that. You know, yeah. and, it's, and it's, it's giving them something to aspire to. Since I don't know what people are thinking, I can't say if you're right or not. Mm-hmm. I can only say that for me personally, having like been there for it, right. I, I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's true. I think that for the women 
and I do know this just from Kalen and some of the people that were at the barbecue, the barbecue party that we had, right. um, the way you were, it almost seemed like you were putting on a show, I think made people feel uncomfortable, genuinely uncomfortable. Um, for me personally, when I see you, I think your body looks weird. I think you've, and I mean this like as your friend in the nicest way, like I think you, you're the way you're working out. It's like you're over, you're working out. It seems like you're working out your stomach too much. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that it, it looks almost overly sculpted and the rest of your body is, isn't just looks normal. Mm -hmm. So that's just what I, that's just what I observed. Like the women, I know the women mostly felt weirded out by it. And I, and I personally think like you're, you know, you're working out your abs too much. Hmm. But I'm, I'm like excited that I, what I'm, what I'm excited about is that I feel like you are feeling so good. I was, I really was. Until when? Just now, I mean, you were, you know, you you said you said you thought the women were uncomfortable, which, you know, that comes as a surprise to me. Well, and no, you, Mike, no one else, everyone else was was wearing clothes, and actually, a lot of them were even sort of dressed up. Yeah, well, it w it was cold, and it was kind of a formal event. But you were very clear when I asked about the dress code. You were very, you couldn't have been clearer. You said, wear whatever you want. Yeah. So for you now to turn it around on me and say, my wearing whatever I wanted made people uncomfortable, you know, it comes as a surprise. You know, and not, and not the good kind of surprise. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I, I mean. I, sh I shouldn't it, have said anything. No, I want you to be honest. It's, you know. and And look, I don't want this... I don't want this to be about me because it's not about me. This is, this is a much larger discussion about the nature of love. Do you think I should work out my legs more? I think you should. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't work out a lot and I know that's my own problem. I, I'm, I'm pretty out of shape, but mm -hmm. so I'm not the, an, a real expert on this, but I just, I would say you should, if you're going to work out as much as I feel like you do, cause it right. seems like you work out a lot. I would just work out of every part of your body so that, so that you're not overdeveloping certain, well, certain muscles. That's very, you know, I think that's very easy for you to say because you don't know how long it takes to do a thousand crunches every day. Mm -hmm. I see. So you're, so the amount of time it's taking you to do all those crunches is eating into time that you would be doing other exercises. Right. So do less crunches. Do do a hundred crunches, and then yeah. you'll have time to do other things. <laughs> okay, that's what I'll do. I'll do a hundred crunches. <laughs> why? Why are you laughing? <laughs> no, I mean, if, I'm just a little exasperated. That's all. Why? A hundred crunches? Is that not enough? Is not to look. Not, not to look like this. Well, look. It's look. I shouldn't have said anything. I'm, I feel, I, I genuinely am sorry. I should not have said anything. Like, no, you, you I mean, do you, you know, you, everybody has an opinion. You know, all I'm saying is I've gotten a lot of positive feedback. I'm sure you have. You know, it makes people feel good when I, I walk down. If I walk, if I'm walking down the street and people see my six pack, you know, nine times out of 10, if somebody says something, it's going to be a compliment. It's going to be, you know, nice six pack. 
or something like that. It's not going to be, or you, you know, you're working out your, you're working out your six pack too much. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard that. But you've heard, I'm hearing it from you for the first time. Well, I, I, I actually remember when we were, you know, walking around and you do it, you don't, it wasn't even at the beach. You do it all the time. Yeah. And you do hear people do say, they say nice six pack, but it'll be like nice six pack, buddy. Yeah. Right. But they're, I think sometimes being sarcastic. But I do have a nice six pack. I think they might. I think sometimes it's because they're making fun of you, Mike. I don't want to get into this. Like this is like so about a whole other thing. You brought it up. You definitely brought it up. I think sometimes when people say that they're being sarcastic because because you obviously want to hear that. Uh. You know, another interpretation is I actually do have a nice six pack. And when somebody says nice six pack, buddy, they're actually complimenting my six pack. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's another totally valid interpretation of what's it, going on. It is. I agree. So. And since I don't know those guys personally, it's entirely possible. That's what they're saying. Pretty much every guy, you know, wants a six pack. I have one. Yeah. So if somebody says nice six pack, buddy, I'm pretty sure they mean it. Pretty sure. But there's that little part of you that's not totally sure. Yeah, I'm I'm 99% sure that they mean it. Even when they're like calling, you know, all right, whatever, whatever. Yeah, I feel uh, like I, we've, we've gotten a little off track, you know, because I don't, I didn't want to make this final episode entirely about my six pack um i wanted it i wanted the six pack to be a significant part of the episode a a component yeah but not the overriding thing yeah that you know and and now i feel bad because we're out of time and i feel bad too because i feel like i but then there's this part of me that's like as your friend i feel i feel like i i it's something you need to hear. No, I hear. I absolutely hear what you're saying, and I appreciate the the, the constructive criticism because I do think it's constructive. And what I hear you saying is the six pack looks amazing. You need to work on your legs a little bit more, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. I do. So thank you. You're welcome. It's not entirely what I'm saying, but I'm but sure. Well, be, but but you're not. You know, you're not into the. In, you're not into the gym scene. So you, you know, you, you you speak in a very sort of a layman's uh, in layman's terms. So the way I filter it through what I think you're trying to say is the six pack looks great, the bronzer looks great, the the skincare regimen, everything looks great. Work on your legs a little bit more for proportionality and symmetry. And then, you know, who knows? Maybe you start competing. That's what I hear you saying. I think I'm more saying the six-pack looks fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably not as important to the rest of the world and how we see you as you think it is. Mm-hmm. That we are actually not, in terms of how we feel about you, what your, what your body looks like isn't as important to us as it might be to you. Right, right, right. But like the Starship Enterprise, my core is strong. I can go to factor five whenever I want. And that's great. And, and all, and I wish for, I wish, I wish for the world to use 
that as an inspiration to, to achieve their own factor five, you know, in whatever manner they, they best see fit. So whether it's continuing to write checks or helping people or caring about people, that's their thing. And that's great. I know, you know, you, you take care of stray cats. That's your thing. Yep. You know, it, and it doesn't matter how you look to do that. Like you can, you can look anyway, you know, the cats don't care. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you've achieved your factor five without having to like, you know, take care of yourself. You take care of cats and that's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. That's important work. Mm-hmm. And that's the way you express love. Mm-hmm. So I applaud you. Well, thank you. And I applaud you. Oh, thank you. And you know what? I applaud all the work that we've done in these past 10 episodes, because as you said, it's been a magic carpet ride. It really has. And uh, I look forward to uh, taking a little hiatus and uh, learning some new things and seeing some new things and then coming back soon and um, talking about some more topics. I look forward to it also. The next time you see me, I think you'll see some real changes in my legs and in my quads specifically because I think I know what you're talking about. So I'm going to I'm really going to focus on my upper legs and my quads and uh I look forward to you seeing me for season 2. See you then, Mike. Bye, Mike. Hello. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Topics. If you'd like to write us a letter with a question or a comment about this episode or any episode, please do. Our email address is topicspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.